Hello and welcome back to Our Week in Film. I'm Zach. And I'm Eruptor. And on today's very special episode of Our Week in Film, we're going to mix it up a little, Kevin. Now, Are normally, we? you know, on this podcast, we usually end the podcast with this week's email recommendations. But I thought... Email recommendations? Email. Emails. Slash recommendations? Emails. Emails? Oh, okay. But I thought it's only fitting... Uh, under current pr- circumstances, that we would begin the podcast with some uh, emails. That what we got are the this current week. circumstances? Uh, well, I think you and I both know what those are, Kevin. So I'm going to read a couple of emails here. Okay, but there's five of them. All of them are from Gorn Thompson. Is it that I have a rupture on the table? Okay, the first one here. Sorry, I take that back. I just saw the new Nerdwriter 1 video on Humphrey Bogart, and I definitely know who that guy is. That is email number one. These are all this week? This is all from Gorn Thompson from this week. Uh, Next we have Kevin's Bed. Kevin, what the heck, man? No uh, question mark, just a period. Where's your bed? Again, no question mark, just a period. And why about I rewatch an ad? Just a period. Their ads, okay, bye. Huh? Kevin, what the heck, man? Where's your bed? And why would I rewatch an ad? Their ads, okay, goodbye. Why would I rewatch an ad? What ad? I do not know. I have no idea about that one. Probably makes huh. more sense out of in context. Uh, next. I don't know what Goran Thompson's talking about. Your biggest fan. Hey, now. Gina or Tina or whatever from Video Depot will Video never Depot. be your biggest fan. I am. Minus the four episodes I've missed. I haven't missed an episode. That's funny. That's from Gordon Thompson. Gordon Thompson. Next we have ADHD. Guys, I feel like I had ADHD for 30 minutes. This is <laughs> crazy. Stay tuned next week for Zach and Kevin's Podcast Sucks, Episode 1. Pretty harsh comments there. Wow. Gordon Thompson, 463 Pine Canyon Road. Yeah, so I went to 463 Pine Canyon Road. I found a monkey raping a dead skunk. <laughs> skunk, sorry. I guess my question is, is Zach the monkey or the skunk? What do you think on this one, Kevin? That's interesting. Am I the monkey or the skunk in this situation? I don't even know what any of these emails are referring to. Because I was because Seems like they're referring to different things we mentioned in the podcast, but I forget everything that I say, so I have no idea what he's talking about. Remember last episode, I was doing a joke about how I've been trapped here, and I said, "Go to please." My address is four six three Pine Canyon Road. Mm. Remember, this yeah, is in reference to now. this, so that's funny. Well, I'm sure all the guests at home are very confused as to why we begun this week's podcast with the emails. And all will become clear right about now. Ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of Our Week in Film, as you probably inferred from the title, we have a very special guest. Our biggest fan, Luke Nassif, or as he's known in the emails, because that's how he told me to write his name in the contacts, Gorn Thompson. Why is that, Luke? Welcome on the show, Luke. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Why are you labeled as Goran Thompson? I don't remember. It's supposed to be from like two years ago. Because no, it's more than two years ago. Oh. We were seeing. Remember when we saw the Retin Link live, and we were waiting outside, and I was and I was filling out the <laughs> contacts in great great detail, and I said, yeah. "What do you want your name to be?" And you said, "Goran Thompson." Yeah. Wow. I don't remember why. It's that, crazy. But You're Goran Thompson, and Bryce and is Mason is Francis. Bryce is also Nib. Two Daddy. best friends of the Our Week in Film both have 
nicknames as their contact names instead of the real that's ones. Crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Francis mm. and Goran Thompson. That's truly Shout insane. Shout out to Mason, who is currently not here with us. I'm sitting in Mason's chair. Mason, don't kill me, please. It's an honor and a privilege to sit in the same chair as you. Yeah. Well, well, Luke, well, Kevin, as you both know, every week on this podcast, we do a little <laughs> trivia. We do a little trivia show. So, who wants to do some fun trivia? I do. I do. Well, that's what Eruptor says in this uh, Fire Elements song. He says, Ardu. Remember? Remember Zach when he goes, uh, Who wants to go first? Ardu. No, All not. right, buddy. You know, I'm not a nerd like you. So I don't know what you're Sorry. referring to. <laughs> That's okay. Dude, okay, this is this will be your buzzer. Whoever buzzes in first with a correct answer, slam it. I'm the spike on his wins. Head. Okay, uh, ready? I think that might hurt. <clears throat> a census taker, and you can this you is could, the quote. You can buzz in any time. I don't have to finish it. Okay. This is the quote. But you're once you right buzz now? in, you can't make a second guess. A cent. This is the quote you're saying right yes. now. Yes. Okay. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Oh, the Silence of the Lambs. Of the Lambs. That's correct, Kevin. Anthony Hopkins. You win one line. Zach Buck. One Zach Buck. I have two Zach Bucks in total now. Congratulations. From ten episodes ago when I got what is what's what's today's episode by the way? We've come so far. What's today? Uh, nine. Nine. Wow. 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 We, it's almost it's our tenth episode. 10. Just incredible. Gotta have a tenth episode extravaganza. Next week, because the first one isn't a real episode, as we all know. It was actually erroneously uploaded by one of us. I'm not going to name <laughs> any names here. That would be disrespectful. To Kevin. Uh, okay. So I don't know what erroneously means. Okay, well, let's, let's go to the 20... Well, I guess we ended on the 27th, because that's when I watched The Farewell. That's that I know. Oh, you did? That's true. So, Mason I, wa- I watched four movies on the 27th. I'm a little sad that we're not wow. watching it. I watched zero on the 27th. Well, what, what, when did you watch Next the last week, uh, one? What do you mean? What time of the day did you lo- watch the last one? Yes, it's very know. important here, Luke. Uh, end of the day? Well, is it like 6 o'clock? No, we let, we let Mason o'clock. talk about midnight, so why don't we let Goran Thompson talk about... We could talk about... We could talk about whatever 27th. you want from the 27th, because... Okay. I just, I'm going to rapid-fire these so we can move on. First thing I watched is The Aristocats. And Zach, this movie is not as good as you think it is. Uh, it's not true. It's the best I gave it, I gave it I 5 out of 10. It. I have nothing to say on the matter. The songs were okay. That mm-hmm. one in the, in the apartment was really fun. They all got together and they did that weird trippy one. Other than that, I thought it was very basic Disney. I did, I did not like it that much. Nightmare Before Christmas was really good. Kevin, I don't think it's as good as you think it is. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I, I know this is a 10 out of 10 for you. I, I think it's a very w- well-done movie. Uh, nothing. Nothing more to say. It's, it's fine. I, it's a Christmas it's a, it, Eve tradition to watch it every year. I me. think it should be a Christmas Eve and Halloween tradition to watch it twice a year. That's just too much. That's just. I don't much. think it's too much. I think it's a Christmas and a Halloween movie. It's both. Um, I watched Jackie Brown, the second to last Tarantino film I have I've left. It's a lot better than I expected. I heard it was like his worst film, besides like Death Proof. Other Death Proof and Jackie Brown were his two worst. And I like Jackie Brown a lot. I liked it more than Kill Bill 1. Rest in peace, Robert Forrester. Rest in peace, Robert Forrester. He died the same day El Camino came out. Know, that's, yeah, that's really sad. I was checking my phone like the day of uh, that movie in the bathroom at some guy's house in Utah. And I saw Robert Forrester, star 
from Breaking Bad die. I said, who is that? And I looked it up. <laughs> I said, wow. that's crazy. That, he died the same day El Camino came out. A really talented guy. The last thing I watched on the 27th was Ocean's Eleven. It was, also, it was good. It. it was really good. The Frank Sinatra film? No, the there's one with Clooney and, and Pitt. Oh. Steven Soderbergh. I, I want to watch the Sorry, the I'm just a cinephile, so I don't know what Shut those up. new movies are. Yeah, I only I, know old movies. I, I want to watch the Sinatra one. I've heard it's not that great, but I want to see it it's anyway. available on the Criterion. Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra was in, was I think he was Danny Ocean. Frank Sinatra, famous actor, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He was in many, many, many movies. He didn't just yeah. sing. He was a very I'm famous actor. Very famous. Uh, yeah, Ocean's Eleven. I haven't good. seen any of his movies, but yeah, I'm aware. I have. Not, I'm not bragging. It's just I'm just saying. It's just I Zach's have. a real cinema. It might be that just you put your self worth into the fact that you watch movies. Maybe, I've, <laughs> no, maybe that's it. Maybe I've seen one of the most famous war films of all time, From Here to Eternity, and you haven't started Frank Sinatra. Maybe, from maybe here to eternity. you were at less than 400 movies last year, as you said yourself, and now you're almost at uh, 1,500. That's just a little crazy. I'm actually at 1,700. Even that, that's not how many of those are shorts? So I've been wondering this. True. Probably like, like 700 of them. Half of them are okay. shorts. Insane. But at least a thousand. Just our feature of films. Lumiere shorts. All right. Okay. Um, Ocean's Eleven was really good. It was a fun time. It wasn't like amazing. It was just it was fun heist film. That's all I could ask Sounds for. Like a good movie. Do, uh, it, haven't they made like four of them now? Yeah, they're. Uh, I've heard twelve and thirteen. They're all and then, they and then they ate. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna watch them all one day, but I don't. Because as we all know, women are less than men. That's right. That's not very funny. That was a joke. <clears throat> Along with all the other things I said in the previous episodes, um, I'd actually I'd like to take this opportunity <laughs> to apologize for the crude <laughs> statements I made in last week's episode. Probably offended what many, many say? people. I said that... Uh, I don't really remember. It's kind of a blur. But I know that there was a lot of stuff that was in some some ways offensive. Well, or maybe it was just two few. episodes ago you said something offensive that we had to cut. That's true. <laughs> and nobody is the wiser. We'll take it to our graves. Okay, well... All right, that's it for the 27th. Zach, you can go ahead. Well, did you watch anything on the 28th, Luke? I did. The 28th, I also watched something on the 28th. <laughs> oh, wow. Might I add? I watched... Okay. I only watched two movies on the 28th. How about we do a little circle? All, I'll go, and then Luke could go, and then Kevin okay. could go. Perfect. Okay. okay. So on the 28th, I watched uh, just another um, noir film called Nightfall, directed by Jacques Tournier. You've probably never heard of Jacques Tati. No, no. Came out in 1956. This one is is, uh, a really, really good movie. What's it called again? It's called Nightfall. And this is a Colombian noir? Yes. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, this is the wrap up. Yeah, no, this is the last episode for the movies. I thought this movie was actually really great. I think the standout is just the cinematography. Uh, noir cinematography is always really good, but this time it's particularly nice, good shadowy effects. That was my favorite thing about the movie. Lots of other noir films stuff do too. have shadowy, uh, <laughs> yeah, shadowy That's shots. True, but these ones were just Im- just impeccable. They're perfect. Mm. Uh, yeah, just good pacing, nice and steady easy movie that took you through a nice good adventure because the thing about noir films is they're all about the suspense and intrigue and this is what the movie had so mm. what did you watch on the 28th luke 
I saw Spirited Away. Mm. Oh. So mm. I, I own it, but I haven't seen it. I, oh, have, I bought heaven. it about two years ago, and I still have not watched well, it. Have you watched yeah. any other Ghibli films? I haven't seen a single Kay. zero. Don't Ghibli start film. with Spirited Away. It's a bad idea. HBO Max has like HBO all of Max them now, has all of them except for one. Which so that's one? What, yeah. I, I forgot. I don't I know which one it is. Out. So I haven't I, even I've, watched anything on HBO Max yet. You Sorry. know, it's good. It's good. No, no, no. It's it, it, I think it's good. Um, HBO Max. They have a wide HBO selection Max. of classic films. <laughs> they do. They I, have a TCM I, I looked tab. at their TCM section. I it's said, oh, awesome. Casablanca. And yeah. then I tapped back and in. They have, they they have, have a, a lot more They have a lot of Casablanca. stuff that's also in the Criterion channel, like a bunch of Chaplin yeah. films. Wow. They have a lot of... Uh, Sounds exciting. I have to download the app on my Xbox. I do. They have a lot of, there's a lot of Kurosawa films on. on yeah. Because yeah, it's on the Criterion channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Spirited Away was my first Ghibli film, and I don't think that was a good idea, because it's probably their most out there insane movies and i think it got a little overhyped for me it's one of those mm-hmm. it's like their most acclaimed and famous film it is a 4.5 on letterbox it's one of the highest rated films on the platform and so i went in expecting the best movie ever and i was a little disappointed i think my expectations were just set a little too high i gave it a 7 out of 10 it was really beautifully animated but i found myself a little lost in the world and wanting a little bit more i can't I defend you... the movie i haven't seen it but i uh... A lot of people that I know who love the movie say they, they grew up with it. So. Yeah, yeah, that is that is also it. what I've heard. I've, so many movies that I never grew up with, and so I'll never have my the childlike yeah. right. connection to it. Right. And I found a little, a little, a little lost in the world. I know you echoed that same thing in your review, Zach. Mm-hmm. Thought it was, uh, it was, it was a it lot. It was, it was a lot to like in a short period of time to get used to, and there's tons of just new rules and magic and and all of this. So. I think uh, I think that it's just a very experiential film. Yeah. It's just like something you get taken along with, and I bet like the more times you watch it, yeah. the the more it'll just be like I'm in this world as opposed to what is happening right now. Yeah. So I, I haven't watched, I haven't rewatched it, but I assume you know the more you watch it, the better it gets. I'm I'm gonna watch it again. That's I'll probably watch it when I get to the end of my Ghibli uh, mm-hmm. watch. I think I'll like it a little bit more. I could watch it two movies from now on my poster, or it could be the very last one I watch. That's the magic of the algorithm, baby. Magic of the system. Wow. You, I, you, you don't, you don't know about Luke? my system, do you, Luke? I don't know about your no. system. You should explain the system it's to me. It's a lot to go into on the podcast. Okay. You know about my poster, right? My poster I know about your poster, on yo- yeah. On YouTube. You yeah. 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 YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll show you the uh, a little a little rundown here. So I have, I have eight movies in the ring. I call it in the rings. So these are the eight movies that could be picked next. So I put... Uh-huh. Each eight of these movies, I assign one, uh, each one, each one a Smash Bros. character. Uh huh. So, for example, let's say Jurassic Park would be Mario. So they all fight it out, and then whoever wins is the movie I watch, <laughs> right? And then, I, and then I just pick another one. I have my notes right here of all uh, of all the remaining ones. Oh yeah, no, Zach has a. We have a a jar. With all the other movies, so mm-hmm. then Zach picks out the next movie, oh, yeah. and I put it back into the ring, and then the cycle continues until I'm done with all of them. And Rosemary's yeah. Baby has been in there since the yep. very beginning. Rosemary's <laughs> Baby has been in there since the very beginning, and it still has not been picked. And I own it on Criterion now, and I'm just waiting until it gets picked. <laughs> yeah, that's my system. So, Kevin, what did you watch on the 28th? On the 28th, I watched the adam mckay film now i only have to watch one more and i've seen his entire filmography wow didn't even intend wow. to but that's just how it is uh the other guys the oh, mark yes. Wahlberg, will ferrell buddy cop comedy i went into it with not much expectations sorry i didn't know it was adam mckay 
who I actually I, I like his films a lot of them they're pretty good but I'm not a, really a fan of Mark Wahlberg or Will Ferrell and most of the stuff they do um, so I, I wasn't expecting it to be very funny but I liked it quite a bit uh, it was it was really funny because in the beginning The Rock and Sam Jackson are in it for like 10 minutes 15 minutes maybe and they're like the the action stars and then they just die mm. like in oh. the beginning and then, so oh. that's pretty much the plot they, the, the other guys have to be the the Rock oh. and Sam Jackson, pretty much, but I thought it was just funny because you know those two guys are pretty much stereotypical action movie uh, actors, and then they they were just in it as as for a bit, and then they died. It was funny. That's good. funny. Yeah. Have either of you seen it? I've not. I've wanted I to see it. When no, I was a little kid, I saw the trailer, and I was like, "This looks so edgy," mm-hmm. you know. I go and see it really bad. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't let me. So there's not much discussion we can have, but no. Yeah, I wrote in my review, Will Ferrell being a chick magnet was a funny bit, and that was mm-hmm. a funny bit because Will Ferrell the whole thing about him he has a super hot wife and then like he just all the time he gets the girls coming after him and it's funny because Will Ferrell's not really he's a pretty average looking dude mm. he's just a Will Ferrell you know mm-hmm. so it's funny, funny. A lot of t- it was pretty a lot good of, I give it a 7 out of 10 better than I expected a lot of early 2010s films that I that I saw tri- that were rated R that I saw trailers <laughs> for were watching yeah. the newest Avengers movie and always wanted what I'm to going see to. Yeah. pretty yeah. much what I'm going for I said uh I wanted to watch that one as 10. Now I can. All right. But most of them aren't really that good. <clears throat> That's all, right. all I watched. On the 28th, I also watched a uh, hit Disney film, one of the biggest classics there is, Sleeping Beauty. Oh. I enjoyed this film quite a bit. I just watched Cinderella also, which those two are very similar. I, I, have, to, I have to ask uh-huh. a question. Did you like Cinderella? I didn't. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it I didn't just. I didn't have any, like positive yeah. thing to say okay, it's what, just like it's just like the basic story retold right. so there's nothing like crazy about it but Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty I thought was good I don't know I don't know how similar it is to the original with Grimm Brothers story but as it is here probably not very yeah probably not take the they like to take artistic liberties yeah. in the movies they do then they copyright the public domain stories yeah because they're all jerks yeah, this one sucks. is just this one is is very interesting lots of fun the the three fairy godmothers are definitely a mm-hmm. highlight mm-hmm. very funny very sassy i guess and um i think also maleficent is a great villain very scary it is very i've already seen the movie maleficent i've never seen the sleeping beauty but it was it's pretty much the exact same story just from the different perspective I don't really remember all that much about Maleficent except for there was like a big thorn wall and they had to burn it or something. (laughs) Don't remember that at all. Um, You'll have to watch Maleficent, Mistress of Evil now. Yeah. Because everyone Mm -hmm. wanted that movie to exist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I like. I think it definitely deserves its classic movie status. Unlike Cinderella, Mm. it's it's just a classic fairy tale and it's just interesting and you know classic prince. Charming or Prince Philip, I guess. There's a lot of Classic tropes. Tale. Yeah, a lot, a lot of tropes in Sleeping Beauty, but I think it works better in in that film than in Cinderella. I haven't finished Cinderella. I started watching last night and I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Cinderella, but, C- Cinderella feels very like sort of like static and like yeah, yeah, basic. And Cinderella doesn't feel like a real person, I guess, or like yeah, just feels like like just a generic person. But Sleeping Beauty right. or Aurora has more of a personality. At least she felt more dynamic. It's so I frustrating think. because I've seen all these movies, but I haven't seen them since I was like two yeah, so exactly. I have nothing to add mm. I can't really defend them maybe you should re- I like, you really I like all of them, them like in, a, in a general way I'm, so really. Zach and I are both going through them separately different different times are you going through them chronologically no I'm going through them 
randomly throw over whatever I want to watch. Well, I actually have a I actually have a Disney poster. I don't know if you've seen really? it in my room. Yeah, I've seen it's yeah, like a yeah, classic a Disney one. poster yeah. film. So I watched a couple of them off, off of there, but I stuff I think Snow White's on there. Most Snow White's um, great. I love Alice that. in Wonderland and the Jungle Book are on there, and then this month's is some like Mickey Mouse short. Oh. So I'll be watching all of those. So. Sleeping Beauty's probably on there somewhere. Confuse me is on the IMDb. Couple. On IMDb, there's an official 58 um, film list of of Disney animated classics, mm-hmm. which includes the things you would expect, but also includes like Frozen 2, and Moana, and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, well, and those are Disney Bolt. movies. But uh, it, it's weird that they get the the name classic. I don't understand that. Well, they, how, how this determined? They just mean the main Disney films. I guess yeah. There's not there's not like direct to DVD sequels on there or anything. Obviously, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just theatrically released and yeah. animated. Yeah. Uh, the one thing is Fantasia, uh, Fantasia, and a lot of the the wartime era films uh-huh. are are not completely animated. They have a, they have a bit of uh, oh, that's true, Fantasia. A little, but it's sorry, sorry. it's mostly animated. The orchestra segment, but it is considered a, an animated classic. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Fantasia's cool. Fantasia's awesome. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I'm je- I'm really jealous of you. Yeah. you I, I feel like I would have liked it a lot experience. more if I had seen it at El Capitan. That's where you saw it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would really want to see it. They gave us a little, little vintage small box of popcorn fit for an actual human being and not a large elephant. It was very oh. dainty. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and there was a there was an elderly woman next to us who was clapping. Very, very funny. <laughs> Is like seeing along with the nice. movie. Uh, what what day are we on the twenty eighth? So uh, well, I'm 29th. done with the twenty eighth. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm done. Okay. Okay. I didn't watch anything on the 29th. I didn't watch anything on the 29th. I, I watched three movies on the 29th. Wow. Okay. Check out the big brains on Brad. On Brad. Uh, first one I watched is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Ah, I thought it was excellent. Great film. It was amazing. I gave I it a ten out of month. ten. It was I think so. Out of 10. Wow. I think you're Edgar right about that. <laughs> this is my second <laughs> second Edgar Wright film. I, I watched Baby Driver. Only second, yeah, so yeah, only I mean, second. I would I would have loved to have seen more. I just never never got around I to it. I finished his entire filmography this year. That's nice. I only, I, I I only saw Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead, and then watched the other three. No, I, I so I've seen Baby Driver. Uh, the, so I just watched Scott Pilgrim. I thought I thought every choice worked, and it was really zany and weird, but it really felt like a uh, coming straight off a comic strip. Mm-hmm. It was really really very really well well done. Very fast paced. Yeah, I've never Very seen a, I've never seen a film more, like just it felt like everybody was having so much fun yeah. the entire movie, and so in turn I felt like I was having a ton of fun. fun. Like Brandon Ralph was great. Chris Evans was really good too. Yeah. I, I, his, his, Macaulay brother. <laughs> He's great. I th- I thought every like minor character was just so much fun for whatever screen time they got. Uh, what was her name? Um, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, that's what I was thinking. She, she was fantastic she kept, in that when film. they kept bleeping at her. Yeah, that, that was, was funny. funny. I also, I developed a small crush on Anna Kendrick after watching this movie. I don't know why. Mm. I just really like her. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Already. And I thought Michael Sarah was like, I mean, he plays Michael Sarah, but he was, I think it really worked very well as the protagonist mm-hmm. of Scott He's Pilgrim. Well, yeah. He's also Sarah. a good cinephile. Very passionate yeah. about yeah. film. Yeah. Passionate about yeah. Talked about yeah. it on his episode of Hot Ones. He mm. likes movies. Yeah. Mm. And the Criterion Closet video he yeah, and he wore a Akira Kurosawa uh, shirt <laughs> to nice. an interview to, with Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Anyways, Luke, oh, any yeah. other thoughts? No, no. Check so out Scott Hot Pilgrim Fuzz. was just fantastic. I will check out Hot That's Fuzz. That's Edgar's best movie, in my opinion. 
you you and I both haven't seen a fistful of fingers, Kevin. That's true. So <laughs> you really haven't seen all of them. It's from '95. Uh, I'll be watching all those this year because Edgar Wright's newest film comes out next year. What and is so it? So I recently made Last a night in Soho. Recently it's made a, a horror list. film. Oh, mm. that's gonna be interesting. I recently made a list of all the. Well, he already made Shaun of the Dead, which is mm. a comedy horror. But I already I made a list of all the movies I should need to watch to prepare for next year, mm. which has like. All the Halloween movies, because they're coming out with the new Halloween movie right. next year, and all the Saw movies. Well, you don't have to rewatch it. You just have to watch I haven't seen the it. original John Carpenter one and the new one, because the new one disregards, like, two and three and four and all that stuff. Yeah, but... Kind of like Terminator? It. Exactly like Terminator. Yeah. I don't know. It's still, I feel like I'd still it's like to see all of new form of laziness. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, retcon- retconning all the bad ones. retconning. Just literally just... They didn't ever happen. Yeah. It was just new That's timeline. Really lazy. I don't really like that. I don't know. There's a lot of films yeah. coming out next year. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's not fun if you don't watch all of them. Like, or I'm not, I'm not yeah, stopping. I'm just saying you don't have to watch 18 Halloween also, movies. All of Guillermo, <laughs> I understand the new one. Also, all of Guillermo del Toro's movies. And, uh, oh, he's yes. like there's a new the There's a new Damien Chazelle film next year. Yes. yes very watching, excited for that. Very, it? very excited. I'm watching Whiplash, the short film. Oh, uh, it's yeah. really good. Whiplash, the short film, is, is great. I just watched that recently. Mm. It was like... It, it makes you realize how, how great the color grading is in the original film because mm-hmm. it's pretty much like all natural light and regular studio lights like white mm-hmm. and then in the film it's you know like dark yellow like orange hue yeah and it was yeah it's totally different vibe uh, even though they're filming like the same scene it's completely it's completely different lighting makes a difference lighting makes a huge difference anyone uh, okay is that all oh. the end? no sorry I have two more um, <laughs> Inception hmm. uh I know. I think I like this a lot more than you, Zach. I give it a nine out of ten. I've not I've, seen Inception. I oh, you have to see Inception. I'm I'm, I'm doing a Chris Nolan thing. thing right now. I don't know. I just get into these weird phases. So I watched Batman last night. I've already seen all the Christopher Nolan's films. I would love to see Following. I'm but I'm I'm most excited. I think for uh, uh, what's that movie called? Memento. Oh, Memento is great. Insomnia, the Prestige. Ins- Insomnia and the Prestige are the two I'm most excited. I think those are the only ones I haven't seen are Insomnia and the Prestige. Besides Following, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, fun fact, Insomnia is a reboot of a Swedish film starring Sky, I don't know his name, this one of the Skarsgård guys from uh, from Avengers. Oh. Guy, you know, scientist man. Eric Solvik. From Thor, yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Stars, there's a, the original version stars him. Oh. It's not very good, apparently. I haven't I seen it. <laughs> um, Inception was great. I loved it. I thought, I, I there are some, there are some, uh, plot holes I guess you could say I don't know if it's necessarily the plot holes but a lot of logic mm-hmm. jumps you have to make but what I was in it I didn't care I thought I, like those those brought me down a little bit I thought there were some things that were just not entirely perfect logically I mean, the movie just I haven't seen it but just how complicated the plot sounds you right. can't make everything perfect it is There's but there there are a lot of logic hoops you kind of have to jump through to, to get there but once you once I got over that pretty quickly and I thought it was just a really fun ride Mm-hmm. Um, all the way through really thrilling, really gripping, even though it was... And how long is this film? It was, oh, it was really long. It was, like, over two and a half hours, about. I thought it was, I thought it was like, went by like that, really, yeah, really quick. time passes <laughs> ah, slower, slower in the, in the dreams. Mind, yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know who you're <laughs> That's talking a good about. one. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. Uh, I just, I love the, uh, I, I love, I love every 
choice in that movie for the most part. Um, and then the last last movie I watched on that day was School of Rock, which I've seen before. No, I love I School did, of Rock. I did, I did a performance of three songs for major minors <laughs> in eighth grade. <laughs> nice. I watched like the first thirty minutes of that my freshman year in Heart and Soul, and I never finished it. It's really it was it was really fun. It was just Jack Black acting as himself for the mm-hmm. most part. I thought it was really fun. Um, Directed by Richard Linklater. Did you know that he made Boyhood? Yeah, you know, Boyhood take 12 took twelve years, years to, make. to make. Boyhood took twelve years. To make. <laughs> he also know that Richard Linklater looked like that. I know. Expect. He also made Before Sunrise, which I'd he like to see. Tired Before Trilogy. Um. Oh, and Dazed and Confused. I didn't know that. Dazed and Confused was really great. I liked Matthew that a lot. McConaughey's one of Matthew McConaughey's first movies. Like the surfer really? dude. All right, all right, all right. Just like right. Surfer Dude, right, Zach? Yep, just like Surfer Dude. Kind of reminds me of, movies. it's like Spicoli, but not. He looks like Shaggy. He does look like Shaggy. <laughs> and he has the green shirt, too. Nice. Okay, uh, I thought I thought School of Rock was really fun. It, it's nothing really, like, great about it. I just I just had a good time with it. Uh, I thought Jack Jack Black really made the film. Without him, it would have mm. been pretty, pretty bad. There's some rocky child acting in there. And adult acting good too. Movie. Good family. <laughs> good, good family, family movie. movie. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. I would say. Six out of ten. Very fun. All right, I'm done for All the right. 30th. Go on to the thirtieth. Good for you. Did you did you watch anything on the thirtieth? I did not. Well, I watched five. I did not. Wow. Did you watch anything on the? 30th? I watched one film. Okay. Well, I'll do three, and then you could do one, and then okay. I'll do the last two. And then I'll do the last two. So I watched five, count them, five noir films of varying degrees of quality, but for the most <laughs> part, I liked Gosh. I liked a lot of these. So the first one, uh, Humphrey Bogart's very last film. I don't oh. know who that is. <laughs> That's what I was referencing. You understand. Ah. See, because I said, I don't know who Humphrey Bogart is. I remember, is, I remember that. Most well, that was yeah. a whole debacle. Yeah, that was a big debacle. But I do know who he is, I just didn't know the name. <laughs> the Heart of They Fall stars Humphrey Bogart, one of the most famous actors of all time. <laughs> Starred in many famous movies like Casablanca, Maltese Falcon, Never seen it. African Queen, Never seen it. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Never seen it. I don't know who Humphrey Bogart is. You don't have to see it to know that to be aware of them. The Heart of They Fall is a is a movie about a is about a, a reporter who is hired to follow around a boxer and sort of like hype him up and like write mm-hmm. articles like. The big, the big Goliath is the greatest boxer. The is the greatest boxer since Johnny Schmelz, and it's like, and he's basically hired to come along and, and hype this guy up. But he, but he notices that the box, the the the, the you know the managers are morally corrupt and they're taking advantage of this guy because they get a they get a uh, guy from I think like um, Mexico or or a South American country, I think it was somewhere in South America to have a box for them he basically takes advantage oh, of him no. and 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 they t- they tell him oh you're gonna be rich but at the end of the movie he ends up only getting 47 dollars <laughs> for for all his work and humphrey bargart gets like ten thousand, and so yeah but uh basically the movie is about just a guy just fighting the morally corrupt boxing game and i just thought this movie fighting was- the power Fighting the power, what am I saying? I thought this movie was just really amazing. I liked it a lot. It's a, it's also a noir film. It, it feels, it feels very like modern in that it's like a big scale production. Oh my gosh, hundred degrees. Uh, it's like a big scale production, and and this is definitely like a big budget picture. Um, it just feels like a modern movie in that way, and so I liked it. 
a lot, and I thought it was very well written, I guess, uh, and very, you know, I could really get behind the characters by the end, like, the last, like, the last minute or so was really like, ah, oh, yeah, great movie, like, it all came to a great ending, and I just thought it was just really well done, so, yeah, uh, and then I watched The Brothers Rico, which is about, which is a, a crime gangster movie about a retired gangster who is, uh, pulled back in just when he thought he was out and baby uh, driver i was thinking more along the lines of al pacino and francis ford coppola as the godfather part three but but it can also apply to baby driver yeah sure yeah i'm just saying sure yeah yeah i could we've all seen baby driver haven't we we have could apply to baby driver i saw it in theaters yeah Um. well i didn't like i thought the brothers rico was good but i didn't think it was I feel I felt like it was just didn't have a bigger didn't feel big or, or or like meaningful like the hard they fall did which felt very like meaningful and actually had a purpose. This movie just felt purposeless. It was felt just more like something to to watch on your Saturday night with your honey, your sweetheart, honey, sweetheart, and uh, didn't yeah I, I just didn't think it had anything like crazy to offer more just like a sort of movie made just to entertain the people didn't have any visual or artistic things didn't feel particularly well written or acted just was there so i gave it three stars and then finally one of my favorite noir films of this whole thing is called murder by contract and and i'm very proud to say that martin scorsese backs me up on this opinion because um he said that this is one of his favorite b movies so I watched this movie and I gave it four stars and then it said like this is Martin Scorsese's favorite B movie I was like wow that makes sense I can definitely see where he would get this inspiration from it feels very similar to something like Goodfellas maybe it has a has a leading character who's um, who is just sort of like this guy who really wants to get into the world of of, of I guess being a hired assassin in this case is um, that what happens in Goodfellas? No, that he wants to get into the world of being a gangster, and I'm saying that's how it's similar. He he just wants to do it. Like it's not like he was like pulled into it in the same way that mm. whatever his name is, <laughs> what's his name, Ray Liotta's Ray character. Liotta. I don't know. Whatever Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray Liotta specifically seeks out being a gangster. So does this guy, and so um, he goes in and he sort of just becomes a, this uh, guy for hire to kill people, and it's just a really interesting film all about one guy trying to kill this woman and the things he does to do it and i think everything it's like it's like paced it's like paced really well it also has a really good rhythm like the the music they use it's just this one song you can look it up i really like it a lot it's just the murder by contract theme it's like one of the best themes i've heard it just works so well with the style it's going for it's like a very specific style and it just feels like super super tight and just super like stylish and cool whoops so yeah i like it a lot and i think i think you should all watch it because it's only an hour what's it called 20 minutes long it's called murder by contract murder by by contract yeah maybe i'll add it to my i'll add it to my watch list watch list yeah anyways everybody please download letterboxd uh and then i guess that's the first three and then that's first okay um, the 30th, I watched one film. So far, my favorite Ghibli 
film Kiki's Delivery Service. I know this isn't a lot of people's favorite, but I thought it was fan-flippantastic. It was just, it was really, really cute, and it left me feeling just so happy yeah, on the inside. looks like Griffin McElroy. His, his shirt also looks like Where's Waldo. Mm. Yeah. His glasses He's really look annoying. like Daisuke Beppu. Wow. <laughs> Studio Ghibli's ripping off all of our favorite God, people. God, disgusting. <laughs> I actually, this is the first Ghibli film I watched in English. I watched, I was Spirited Away in Japanese with the subtitles. I watched this in English, and I found that I liked the English a lot better. Not that I have anything against reading subtitles, like some stupid people. I won't watch Parasite. Like Bryce? Subtitles like Bryce. Are you referring to Bryce I'm referring Alan? to Bryce, but also Will a lot Bryce of Alan other people. Will Bryce not watch Parasite? No, says, because he, he, I don't want to read my movies. Right? It's like, shut up. Um, sorry, Bryce, for listening to this, which you're not. But uh, I like I thought the English dubbing was really well done, and I I think I enjoyed it a lot more because I feel like when you're listening in a language that you're fluent in, I felt a lot more um, emotionally connected to the I'm, characters. I'm also fluent in English. My yeah, me too. too. I'm fluent. I'm in fluent English. in English. It's, it's something I'm very proud of. Um, I don't know. I thought Kiki's Delivery Service was super cute and a very heartwarming Miyazaki story. That's all mm, I have to say. I like your wallpaper on your phone, Zach. Oh, thank you. I actually put this wallpaper to remind me that the toilet is broken because <laughs> I didn't want to go upstairs. What does that have to do with anything? Because I, because I knew if I saw this different wallpaper from what it normally is, I'd remember that the toilet's broken. <laughs> Which toilet's broken? The one that's downstairs. One. There's Why? a big sign that says out of service. Oh. I don't know, it just broke. I was going to the bathroom one night and I tried to flush and it didn't flush. So then I investigated it further, and it, and I opened up the lid, and it, I fl- tried to flush it a couple times, and it still wouldn't flush. Mm. I don't know what happened, but my mom apparently does, because she ordered a new part. Um, but how does that help you? That reminds you not to go to the bathroom. It reminds me. That reminds me. To, every time you that reminds it. me to go back to the bathroom and try to and test it again, because I didn't want to, because I didn't want to um, leave and then have mom or dad come down in the morning, go to the bathroom and see a big, big. Pardon my French pile of fecal matter in the toilet and not have any warning so i tried to flush it it didn't work so i put up a sign that said out of order so no one was startled uh, did your whole house close like the door. feces in the morning no no it didn't mm. the door was closed uh that's pungent <laughs> it's one time we were at church mm-hmm. and the little kids uh used the restroom upstairs and one of them pooped on a sunday didn't flush the toilet and we came back in the middle of the week uh, to get to grab something from the church and the whole upstairs reeked. Wow. And the door was open. Wow. So, Chocolate Sunday. You pooped on an ice cream Sunday. Uh, yeah, I did. Gross. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. We're comedy geniuses. All right, go on, Zach. Okay. What are your next two films? Next two, The Burglar and The Lineup. Uh, the Burgoyle. I haven't the, heard of any of those. The Burgoyle. No. Uh, the Burglar is about uh, this guy. Actually, as a matter of fact, I actually watched The Burglar before I watched Murder by Contract, but I forgot to log it. So. Oh, Zach. No, Zach. Uh, but yeah, I watched The Burglar. It's about a guy who steals some uh, pearls or something, or like a necklace from a, a safe, or a group of guys. And then the cop that saw them do it eventually goes bad, and he tries to get in it for himself. And it's like sort of like the police officer, uh, very very timely right now given the current circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of corrupt cops, uh, but the the cop tries to steal, uh, tries to get the necklace from from the guy, and and say, uh, I tried to I tried to 
it tried to get the necklace from him, but he threw it into the ocean or something like that. That was his plan. And it's just like them sort of struggling with each other throughout the whole movie. I didn't, I didn't particularly think this movie was amazing. I thought it was good and entertaining. Um, just another basic noir film, like a lot of the other ones. Uh, just good, entertaining stuff. And then, finally, the lineup. Uh, this movie, I thought, could have been a lot better than it was, but the, the problem was that they included lots of... I think they, they focused on the, on the criminals and the police officers in the story. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot better if they focused more time instead of focus more time on the on just the criminals because it kind of felt like we were always like doing this like fun, like high paced stuff and then we cut to like the police officers who were just like doing their thing. I felt like it would have been more suspenseful for, for for the viewer if they didn't have the perspective of the cop and they also felt like they were being chased by the cops. Um, so I think that would have made it better. But I think it had good strong foundations. Like it had good acting I think was a standout mm-hmm. and also the writing but it just didn't well uh, as a, except for the fact that they uh, included too much police officers but I thought it was really good uh, yeah yeah oh, and then the boy. 31st 31st no, 31st anyone for the 31st I, I, I watched something on the 31st I did I did I did good job Kevin I'm so proud of you I watched one thing what's it called Murder on the Orient Express oh Jesus Boy, was that mediocre. Really I've heard was. of that movie. It was really Boy, was that just really mediocre. What happened in it? Nothing. Did someone get murdered? Yeah. Nothing. Kenneth Brog Kenneth Branagh. Interviewed people for like an hour, just over and over, and then the movie ended. And then everyone did it, and that was stupid, and then it ended. It wasn't, it was, it was not as clever as I would have hoped for. Knives Out, I, you, you drew this comparison, was way better. Yeah. It was intriguing. This is based on the on the, the old novel, which I haven't read. There's also a 1973 movie, so, I think. Yeah, available on the Criterion Channel. So I don't know how much of the the, of the plot is uh, based on the writings of I mean, Agatha Christie or yeah. come up in the writers' room. The plot was a big. I didn't problem. like it, but there was more than just the plot. It was kind of blandly everything. It was just the most bland movie ever. Did Kenneth so. Branagh say? Hardly any of you remember that my favorite, favorite color, color is lilac. lilac. No, 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 it's not lilac. It's lilac. Lilac. It says lilac. What are you yeah. referring Kenneth to? Kenneth Brown also... The, Gilderoy Lockhart? This oh, guy. God. You're, one, you're Sorry. Part of it was a pretty <laughs> obvious that you were going to do that. His mustache, <laughs> was, his mustache was really stupid, too. It was too yeah. big. Kenneth Brown also I mean, directed good it. good lord. It was so big. He did direct it. It was, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I keep forgetting that he directed Thor. Yeah, it was what? fine. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah he's really... Hamlet, too. He yeah, really dr- is good for directing film. a lot of bland, mediocre um, films, yeah. isn't he? I gave this a 5 out of 10. It just... And the cast was okay. I had a lot this of people I liked. Yeah. Willem Dafoe was in it, you know? I yeah. love him. Uh, Johnny Depp was good. He died. He was the murder. The murder. Yeah. The murder E. The murder E. Um, he was okay, you know? It was, it was an okay movie, but just overall, it was so boring. And nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good, but but the plot was a problem, and the, and the overall resolution the really just was, was really they lacking. All it. They all planned it really before lacking. they even met each other or something. It didn't make any sense, and it was, it was very stupid. Okay, don't do that. So that's what I watched on the thirty first. It was really heating up. I watched nothing else after that. All right. Oh, that's so sad. Well, I watched two movies on the thirty first. First of which is called. It was the last. Uh, Columbia Noir. Last film. Columbia Noir. Wow. The very first episode, you were watching Columbia Noir. Very. 
And now you're done. Experiment and tear. You, you're not done with your Kurosawa's, though, are you? No, I'm not. I'm oh, not taking a break. Zach! Disgusting. <laughs> I'm taking a break Jesus. because I want to get some of my film recommendations done first. Because, you know, a lot of movies are only on streaming services for a, a limited amount of time, so I want to try and watch as many movies that are on the streaming services now oh, before course. they leave. Of course. So, Makes sense. Because, you know, the Kurosawa's, I think, are going to be there for a long time on the Criterion channel. But, uh, anyways. Yes. yes, I'm sure they will. I watched... And if they leave... Now, the great thing about Criterion Channel is there's a section all about which movies are leaving mm-hmm. next month. Anyways. That is true, Zach. Very good point. Uh, Excellent observation. Experiment in Terror is a movie all about this creepy guy who has a, who's asthmatic, kind of like me. Uh, You're a who, guy who's asthmatic? Yeah. I'd agree. Uh, okay. He, <laughs> he, speak, he, has, he has a, he's asthmatic, and he, he goes up to this girl one, one day, and he says, Hey. I'm gonna kill you unless you rob a bank, because he's a uh, because he because the girl is works at a, a bank and she's a, like a teller, uh, bank teller. I see. And so basically, the whole movie is about her secretly communicating with the FBI and trying to get it done. I think that's where the movie is really awesome because um, it's like they they come up with all these creative ways for her to try to solve the problem because because both of, both the FBI and her know that that. She's very much in danger of dying if the guy finds out, mm-hmm. and so like, so like, at one point the guy calls the FBI and he says, "Hi, I have information about the you know, J- mm-hmm. Jaklansky case because that's like his name or whatever." And 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 then the FBI agent recognizes, "Oh, that's the asthmatic voice," and he says, "Uh, Jaklansky case? We don't know anything about that." To try and lead mm-hmm. him off his trail, yeah. and so there's lots of fun stuff like that. Who's Jaklansky? It's just a name I came up. You know, I can't. You know, I can't remember any movie names. They go out of my head the second <laughs> I hear them. So I just come up with fake names. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like when I watch a TV show. I have been like two seasons in. I finally <laughs> know everyone's name. Uh, I'm good with names. I'm mm, not. I'm not terrible with names. With character names and actor names and family names. I don't even know half my family. I don't even know what your name is. Yeah, me Johnny. Uh, <laughs> Gorin. Gorin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I thought this—I thought this movie was just uh, just incredibly well done. I thought it was a great way to end the whole noir noir. Oh my god! How many films did you watch? Twenty-five. Wow, twenty-five. The whole noir trip. It stars Glenn Ford, uh, who was every single one of the twenty-five movies. No, um, Experimenter, who was in like five other other Columbia noirs, but he but he wasn't he hasn't been in like the past ten or so. So I thought it was a nice way to end it all with. Glenn Ford coming back, nice basically the, the big staple character in all these movies. Uh, who, fun fact, played Clark Kent's dad in, in the original 1977 oh, yeah. Richard Donner uh, yeah. Superman. You know, they're releasing that on 4K this week, I think. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you find that you're really good with um, movie years? Uh, I Yeah. I, can't, I cannot remember like names for I the life of me, but I'm years. really good at movie years. I'm good with actors and directors, not I'm I'm terrible at everything but years for some reason. Because my whole shtick. I'm is all that, years. I say, yeah. Is yeah. That I say the hit. Blankety right. blank right. blank. Yeah. Genre I genre. You have to remember then that years or else you won't be funny anymore. Right. Yeah. You lose your entire. Yeah. Everyone always laughs uproariously. They yeah. get down on the floor <laughs> with laughter and they say it hurts. It hurts. Stop, Zach. You're so funny. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Experiment in Terror, great film. I'd recommend it. I don't, it's it's one of the longer ones. It's two hours long, so it's like one of the longest noir films. Most noir films are really short. 
But I thought it was well worth it. I thought it was just very well. It's slowly the Each time you say experiment and terror, it reminds me of Nightmare and Wax. Yeah. And I get flashbacks. Nightmare and Wax. Don't ever watch Nightmare and Wax, everyone. You should watch that, Luke. What? It's from my 200 Cult Cinema Classics box set, Nightmare and Wax. It's literally like the worst <laughs> hit movie. Made. Uh, it's worse than Troll 2. Uh, you haven't seen Troll 2. I know. It is worse but than Troll 2. But it wasn't even funny. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, makes it bad. way worse. So, so bad they're good movies aren't the worst movies ever because they're funny. They're fun. The worst movies are the Samurai ones that are bad and not funny. It's literally Nightmare and Wax because that's literally the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so bad. Um, anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. 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 Mm. <clears throat> Scoring Bowser for you. Scoring Bowser. Well, yeah. Sure. Experiment of Terror. I love it a lot. I think it's um, well made. Good final film left me off on a good high note. Did it would have been would have been bad if like a, like as a final film like oh it's it's all been so beautiful. No, I didn't cry, but uh, I know I didn't cry at all. I, not at all. In no way did I cry. Anyways, uh, that's the thirty first. <laughs> did you cry? No, I didn't cry. No, I didn't. Not at all. In any way, did you not cry? No, I, not at all. No, in no way did I cry. Wow. What's your second thirty first film? The thirty first film was a film recommended by Louise Galvin. Uh. Dipped in steel. Zinc, actually. Dipped in zinc to prevent rusting. <laughs> shout out to Brad Hampton. Yeah, shout out to you, Brad Hampton. Yeah, Brad. I remember the day that Trump got elected, you were really ang- openly angry and very politically charged. Shout out to you. Shout out to Brad Hampton. Anyways, uh, Experiment, uh, uh, Dementia 13 was right, is the, is Francis Ford, one of Francis Ford Coppola's very first films. I think it's his second solo-directed film. Came out in the late '60s, and it's uh, about uh, a girl who Aww. wants who wants an inheritance from her husband's mother, but unfortunately, her husband gets a heart attack oh. like in the first five minutes of the movie, and 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 since um, his her husband's dead, she's no longer part of the family, so she wouldn't get the inheritance. So she shows her whole her whole ploy is to you know. Um, try and convince the family that she's still alive but at the same time there's evil mysteries going on and there's a dead there's a dead small child who's like haunting the place and there's also an axe murderer running rampant it's just very messy and filled with a lot of random stuff and i didn't really see the purpose of any of it i thought it this was like um it wasn't bad it was i mean it wasn't bad per se i just thought it didn't really have any it just felt like poorly constructed and like just like kind of pathetic. Didn't didn't feel like I mean I can't believe this is Francis Ford Coppola, but I guess he's just he I guess he, I guess he really just struck it out with uh, the Godfather, and then he just made terrible no, terrible movies now. before and after that. Um, but yeah, I just thought it. I just thought it was. I gave it two stars. I didn't think it was. It sounds like it's a good movie. Awful. It sounds like an interesting plot. Yeah, it does. Well, you can watch it. Certainly. Where did you watch it? I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's only an hour and I hate Amazon Prime. Twenty minutes, or I think it's an hour and fifteen minutes actually. So, you want to watch it? It's not interesting to me. I mean, it's very B movie ish ish. It's, mm. I guess, low budget. Just the plot, the way you're describing it, it sounds intriguing. It does. Is it? It wasn't really intriguing to me. Well, the way you just described it. Maybe you just have a way with words. Mm. You do. Maybe I just have a way with words. I watched one film on the 31st. Wow. The last day of May. 
Maste of May I struck it out of the park with My Neighbor Totoro, mm -hmm. which was a fantastic I wanna see that. film. I think it was just great. Mm -hmm. I've been giving a lot of 9 out of 10s to Ghibli films. None of them have really gotten to the 10, to the 10 out of 10 mark for me, but this one was really close. It was, it, it, My Neighbor Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service are probably like the two most heartwarming just I feel so good after watching My Neighbor Totoro. I don't know. Uh, Zach, why didn't you like this this movie very much? You give it a three. I was why. good. I just didn't. I think haven't it was seen great. it. I have nothing to say on the matter. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't. I guess connect with it all that much. I liked Spirited Away better hmm. because it just felt more mystical. I guess I just connected magical. with Totoro more. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really great. Uh, I don't. I don't have too much to say about it. It's kind of the same. Uh, opinion as Kiki's Delivery Service, just a really well done uh, story about children, women, girls. He does a lot of girl movies. I, not a lot of Miyazaki movies starring boys. I don't know if there really are any. Um, I don't know. I only besides Ponyo, I saw Ponyo. Oh, sorry, we can talk about that later. But that's a that's a male lead. Spoilers. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Otherwise, My Neighbor Totoro, great film, great imagery, iconic. Love it. Awesome. Then, awesome. on the first... On the first... Did you watch anything in the first? Oh, you're completely done? You haven't watched any films? No, I didn't watch anything on the first. What about on the second? I did. I watched something on the first. What about on something the third? on the third? No. Zach. No? Hmm? You mean to say you did not watch Akira Kurosawa's Ikuru? I watched about half of it. Why didn't you watch the whole thing? Because I have an assignment due today. That's worth 100 points. I need to finish it. You said you'd watch it first thing in the morning. I did. I watched about half of it first thing in the morning. And then I realized I needed to get cracking on my assignments. Mm. And then maybe after I finish my assignments, then I'll watch it because I'm prioritizing things. Prioritizing your schoolwork over this podcast? <laughs> yes. Why didn't you do your schoolwork first? Because I like to procrastinate on things. Same as you, old pet chum yeah but at least i watched well movie. i watched half of it i could watch, i can talk about half of it well that'd be no fun you have to watch the i movie. loved half of it what would you give the first half of it i don't know probably like a eight mm. Mm. all right well uh we're not going to talk about that here <laughs> kevin's a disappointment to him and his family uh, himself wow. and his family and everyone who loves him or formerly okay. loved him oh, uh, oh. jesus June first, I watched <laughs> the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh. it's a it's a, a fun, happy-go-lucky <laughs> film about a young boy who gets uh, who gets uh, who gets drawn into a Nazi uh, internment camp and uh, gassed to death. But that's at the end of the movie. Jesus, I mean, Zach, I haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, Zach, I haven't seen it. At the start of the movie, are we spoiling things on this podcast, Zach? I just want you to know, you spoil movies. Without giving a spoiler alert, you just say, he dies at the end of the movie. Well, it's just. There's been studies that say that uh, knowing how the movie ends increases your enjoyment of it, Luke. There's actually been studies on the matter. So, in my personal opinion, it doesn't matter. If you, I could refer you to these studies if you'd like to see them. My personal opinion. The three students are in this. Yeah, they are. Oh, huh. that's true. So, okay. Pitts. Continue. Boy in the Straight Pajamas. The Boy in the Striped Pajamas is about a boy, Asa Butterfield, who plays Asa Hugo. Asa Butterfield. And, and Mr. Peregrine's Ender's Game. And uh, 
up Paragons the new children. sex education or something? I don't know. Is something. he like a sex symbol now? Is he old? Hot? He's, like, he's 80, yep. He's yeah, old. he's 80 years I mean, old. like, older. Like, yeah, he's, he's a kid in these all these 20 years. or something, probably, yeah. I'd assume. Asa well, Butter makes toast. sense. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Good. Asa Butterfield is a great actor. This is, this is a movie about a boy who is the son of a of a uh, German uh, Nazi secret service member who is in charge of running a, uh, um, a concentration camp. And the boy is very innocent and young, and he doesn't understand anything about it. And so they tell they don't tell him what it is. They don't even tell the wife actually because it's kept secret. Like we don't want anyone to know that we're actually burning Jews. And they say they see, they see the big smoke coming up. What's so far? What's it's funny just, about that? It's just the way you said it. The way you said it. What? They don't want anyone to know that we're burning Jews. <laughs> What's funny about that? It's very tragic. Many many people, millions of di- know, people died. People died. I know it's, it's very just the sad. way you said it. Yeah, it's very funny. The way you said okay, it. we don't want. <laughs> they said we don't want anyone to know that we're burning Jews because if that got out, that would be bad. There'd be up. There would be uprising and revolts. We want people to think we're just taking them to a nice, happy camp. So they don't even tell the wife. And they say, oh, I see that smoke. That's just, they're just burning old garbage over there. But really, it's wow. dead bodies. Wow. So anyways, um, the kid eventually goes exploring. He likes exploring. He doesn't have any friends because he's, he's taken away to this faraway place in Poland. And he, ha- and he has no friends. And he's just basically by himself. And he makes friends with a, with a boy at the... Uh, at the concentration camp, a small boy who's he's the same age. He's both; they're both eight, and they make friends with each other. And he doesn't understand. It's very sad. It's like, it's. I think I think the I think the brilliant thing about this movie is that it make that it becomes all the all the more sadder seeing this through a kid's eyes, mm. because the kid is so innocent about it, and he's like, he sees he, getting sad thinking about it. He sees that he sees the kid's number. He's like his little number badge. I'm literally crying. Oh my uh, goodness. He's. <laughs> oh my gosh, there, there, Zach. It's okay, Zach. So he's he's getting see- so choked up. <laughs> he sees the kid's number badge and he says, "Tell me about the number game." And the kid says, "It's not a game. We just have numbers." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh, Zach! Wow. It's really quite sad. Really good. So it gotten to you. It did. It oh, you really- know what? You know what? What? Well, I have a I have a recommendation. Well, but we're well, supposed to let Luke soon, but it's okay. Go for it. It's really a sad film. <laughs> but life is beautiful. You should both watch that movie. Gosh, that's a sad movie too. It's about the Holocaust through the, a kid's perspective too. Brilliant and sad Italian film. Oh. Life is beautiful. Roberto Benigni. Huh. Anyways, there, I gave, there, Zach. I gave this film four stars. I thought it was really just amazing. It really a sad film. Sounds like a pretty sad film. I liked it a Logan lot. is now following you on Letterboxd. Who's Logan? Don't know. Never just get random. Logan is a 21-year-old bisexual loser, apparently, according oh. to <laughs> according to their bio. Wow. Oh, this guy. Oh, and what yes, the fuck is this? My name is actually Logan, not because I'm a Wolverine stand and want to be oh. him. Oh. Interesting. Loser. He's a bisexual loser. A lot of bisexual losers on Letterboxd I've found. A lot of them follow me. They all say they're bisexual losers. Every just single wa- one did of you them. Did you watch Heat while you were recording this? Just what? now? No, I watched Heat before I got here. Oh. We're not there yet. That's the third. We're, I'm, we're on the first right now. Oh, gosh, spoilers. Uh, can I go to the first? Yeah. Do you have any more? Uh, yeah, I do, but you oh. can go to the first. I All right, one. I have one film on the first. It's Ponyo Ponyo. 
Fish is in the sea. No, it's called Ponyo. Uh, you could also say Ponyo. I'm a I'm a Ponyo person. They say it both ways in the film. They say Ponyo and Ponyo, but they say Ponyo more. Like Bahubali and Bahubali? So you just said the same two words. Anyway, Ponyo was really good. (laughs) I think you mean Bahubali and Bahubali. What did I say? You said like Bahubali and Bahubali? No, I didn't. (laughs) You know, like apples and apples? Tomatoes and tomatoes? Potato and potato? Okay. Anyway, Ponyo was really good. It was another Ghibli 9 out of 10 for me. This one's one's less renowned as uh, Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, But I I thought Ponyo was fantastic. It It was just a really great... Uh, another another children's film from Ghibli. Not all of them are necessarily aimed at children. Obviously, all of them are enjoyed by adults too. I'm not an adult, but I'd like to say that I'm. I don't, I don't watch you know like Scoob and find entertainment from it. You know, like I dedicated kids adult. films. You are an adult. But You're the I only adult really in this adult. room. I am legally an adult, but uh, uh, physically or mentally, mentally, mentally not yeah. really. I don't know. I feel. I feel like I've like you know my taste in in movies is more like not like a little child yet i find great entertainment in these family films from studio ghibli kind of like, it's very much like pixar i mean their, their studios are very different their their animation style is very different their stories are very different the way that they uh tell their stories are very different but i find like parallels between their uh quality mm-hmm. um well, i think i think ghibli might be a little bit more consistent so far uh than pixar but Ponyo was fantastic it was the only film i've seen from from Hayao Miyazaki, that's a male lead. It is also very heavily co-starring a female. But I don't know. It was interesting to see him take on a male lead because he just never does it. And I thought he did a, a wonderful job. Um, also, the English the English version um, stars Kate uh, Blanchett. Um, oh. and what's that actress? Tina Fey and oh. Liam Neeson, um, which was very very fun to watch. It was, it was a little distracting listening to Liam Neeson. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just talking like Liam Neeson, but it's it just it was very it was very good film. Uh, I don't really a lot of these I just don't have much to say about it. I just think they're they're just so wonderfully innocent and fun, um, and and I enjoyed the crap out of out of all the Ghibli films I've seen so far. So, Ponyo is a nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch anything in the first. I watched two. I watched I watched two more movies on the first. Uh, the first of which is called Naru, nineteen seventy three. Naruto. This movie is... 1973 is a great year for movies. This movie is... Jaws cool. came out that year. Also, my came dad was born that year. Well, this really? movie came out in 2008. Oh. And it's four minutes long, and it is the... Oh. It is the only film to ever be produced in the country of Nauru. Really? And that is the sole reason I watched it. Huh. It's a series of... Uh, mo- just a series of moving images of the various places around the island. Uh, it's it's semi interesting. It's basically just a bunch of footage from 1973 of this island. Apparently, apparently, uh, some people found it sad because now Nauru is like this big, like terrible, trashed place, and there's like it's like terrible and there's poverty everywhere. And back then it was nice, so it's like a it's like a weird nostalgic thing. But I didn't feel that because I've never even heard of Nauru, but I watched it because uh, uh, one guy um, had a list of my favorite movie from every country. And mm. this is one of them, and, he, and it said, Nauru, one, completed. So I was like, oh, there must only be one movie from Nauru, and, and apparently there was. And so I watched it. Wow. The <laughs> end. I, was, I like filling out my stats map. Right. Uh, yes, and then finally, on the first, I watched the movie Tusk. Tusk. Mm. Yeah, I recommended Smith. that to you in your, in your list. 
Yeah, you did. Did that but, feature the song Tusk by Fleetwood Mac? No. No, it didn't. It's great. It uh, had Break the Chain, or The Chain by uh, oh. Fleetwood Mac, but oh. not, not Tusk. I should have used Tusk. That's a wasted opportunity. Uh, yeah, Tusk is about a, 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 a boisterous podcaster who has a podcast called the Not C Party. Not C. That's N-O-T-S-E-E. <laughs> That's funny. And and they make a joke when they're calling the cops. They say, "Yeah, they look it up. Look at look us up on our website. Nazi they're party. Not, and Nazi goes, party. Goes, spell it. Spell it. And then they hang up. And then they hang up. It's because they think it's a prank call. Yeah. And that's Haley Joel Osment from the Sixth yeah. Sense. Haley Joel Osment from the Sixth Sense is in it. Oh, from the Sixth Sense, Tusk, yeah. and the movie about Ted Bundy. Those are the only three movies. He's and been AI, in. artificial intelligence, oh, and I never saw it. So the Silicon Valley. Whatever uh, Avenue. Whatever happened to him? Mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osment? Nothing. Well, he's still, in a movie last year. Still alive. Oh. The Ted Bundy Nothing one happened to him. It's a good movie. It's still great. Sixth Sense. Live and kicking. Uh, I like Macaulay Culkin. A little bit. Macaulay Culkin's with Mike. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin is alive and kicking all the time. Just kicking all the time. He has a new, all the time. He has a new pot. Macaulay Kicking. He has a new podcast. <laughs> Budding Years. Huh. And a website. Anyways, Tusk is about a guy who gets put into a who meets a crazy guy mm-hmm. who loves who loves who who used to know a walrus called Mr. Tusk. Mm-hmm. And his whole life he's 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 searched to recreate Mr. Tusk by uh, co- 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 coaxing people into coming to his house, drugging them, uh, dismembering them, mutilating them, them, putting them in a sewing hu- their bodies in up. a in a walrus suit made of human flesh. Mm-hmm. And then chopping out their tongues so they can't speak. Yes, making them eat raw fish and pretty much uh, torturing them. Sanding, sanding, sanding uh, tusks out of their actual leg bones yep. and attaching them to their mm-hmm. arms. And then, and then after a month or so, he has a an all-out duel with this tusk to see who wins because his whole life he uh, he felt guilty about the fact that he had to kill Mister Tusk in order to survive because he was stranded on an island mm-hmm. and he wants Mister Tusk. "Quote unquote" to fight him back. I thought this movie was just yeah, an epic battle. Was just insane and crazy and yep. just really just insanely disturbing, weird. And for the first twenty minutes, I hated it. I thought it was horrible. The whole the whole podcast thing was just not funny. I liked it. You liked it. The the uh, Kill Bill kid whole bit that just was not funny at all. Because Kevin, it's it's not supposed. The whole movie is not supposed to be taken seriously. It's all a joke. I know, so but I just, I just that's don't That's part like of it. the joke. Because Kevin Smith is also a podcaster. I know who Kevin Smith so is. Making fun, so he's making fun of himself. Batman, in this, Batman. Over, in this over-the-top way. Of course, of course, that whole dismembering leg isn't supposed to be look real. It's supposed to look fake. Um, I also the, thought the Harley Morenstein scene wasn't very funny either. I just thought that was my biggest problem with the movie. I thought all the comedy was not funny. <laughs> I thought all the horror uh, was very scary, but none of the comedy was funny. I thought that was Zach Galifianakis. That was, no. That was the Epic Mealtime host, Harley Morenstein. I know who that is. I know who he is. Yep. Zach Galifianakis' strap-on penis in The Hangover. What? Zach Galifianakis was in Bubble Boy, which I watched last week. Was he? Yeah. That's interesting. So what I think of of Zach Galifianakis because I watched The Hangover recently. Mm -hmm. The first one? Yeah. You know how in the end credits they see all the pictures of the night and... Has oh, yeah. Zach Galifianakis getting his? Um, am I allowed to say that? Yes. Well, he's getting his, uh, his penis sucked by an old woman. Oh God! 
Use words like um, a woman is performing fellatio on his phallic area. Oh my goodness. So we're not marked as explicit. Oh, okay. We're not being explicit. Um, anyway. Uh, this is too so, much. I, so I looked into that because I was wondering was that Zach Galifianakis' genitalia? Um, turns out it was not. It was it was a strap on that they used. That they like they went shopped around. They used prosthetic. Don't say the word penis. Oh my god, we're not explicit. Just like in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Jonah Hill's prosthetic. Jonah Hill's prosthetic penis. Yeah. Penis. That he, that he, uh... Okay, yes. We've seen them. I have not seen it, so don't see it. You haven't seen it? I have not seen it. I would you should love watch to see it. it. You should watch it. We both own it on yeah, Blu-ray. Blu there are two well, copies of Wolf of Wall Street and <laughs> Blu-ray in this house. Yeah, that's true. And right. a digital copy. You could have the digital copy if you want, because I'm not going to use the it. The digital copy is on my phone. Mm. Well, I have one. Are it's downloaded onto my phone. Wow. Because I thought it was already downstairs on Dad's TV, but I guess it's not. Oh. Anyways, yeah, I just thought this movie was just really just uh, over the top, crazy, wacky, pretty, wild, pretty nuts. Funny One of the time. most disturbing movies I've um, seen. And Johnny Depp is really funny. Yeah, the, Johnny the Depp part is where really he funny. goes, uh, it made me laugh super hard, and he goes, when he's like scratching off the thing, and they go, "Oh, they did it in the Buzzkowski." And he's like, "Do you know something <laughs> that is exactly where I learned that from?" Yeah, I laughed really hard at that part. Very funny stuff. Mm. Funny movie. Uh, okay. Uh, that's the first. Did you watch anyone else? Did anyone else watch anything else on the first? Nothing no. else on the first. Anyone watch anything on the second? I, I did. did. Kevin, go. Kevin, go. <laughs> okay. Well, I watched Election. Oh, yes. Um, uh, as I was talking to Luke, his GF watched this like two weeks ago, I think. And I saw the poster. I said, that looks like a good poster. I want to see what that movie's about. And I said, Matthew Broderick, hey, I like that guy. I'm going to add that to my watch list. And then I think like a week later, Carson Runquist watched it, and I said, "Hey, must Carson be a, must be a good movie." And then yesterday, I rented it from the video store, and then I also found out yesterday that it was on the Criterion Collection. After <laughs> I rented it from the video store, I said, "Hey, I should have just waited to buy it," but I didn't, and I watched it last night, and I can't wait to rewatch it again on the Criterion. Um, this movie is phenomenal. I loved it uh, very much. It was hilarious. Um, the comedy is extremely clever, extremely sharp in this movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon are both great. The entire cast is great. The plot is just phenomenal. What's it about? There's just so much that goes on. It Basically, it's about Reese Witherspoon is running for class president, and pretty much she's like, she's like the straight-A student that no one really wants to go against her. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's pretty much like, we'll, we'll let her handle this one, you know. Like, no one really ever runs against her until uh, Matthew Broderick's character is a history teacher at the school, and he, he despises Reese Witherspoon because he sees right through her. She is, like, a straight-air retriever, but she's also, uh, she, like, kind of cheats her way through mm. a little bit to get by. I know that feeling. So he, he, tr he tries to get, a like, one of the one of the most popular kids in school to, like, run for president against her, and he does. And then because of that... Um, uh, and then the popular kid's sister, who is a lesbian, uh, was was making out with some other girl who then got mad at her and decided that she wasn't going to be a lesbian anymore. She's like, I'm not lesbian like you. I was just experimenting. So the brother's sister's uh, like ex-girlfriend, quote-unquote, uh, goes with the brother now. And then because of that, because of the jealousy of the sister, the sister decides to run against the brother and Reese Witherspoon. So now there's three people running the election. Oh. So it just gets all chaotic, and it's really wow. funny. And Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds there's, it's just really good. The ending was phenomenal. Oh. It's one of the, my favorite endings I've seen in a while. It's very clever. Um, I, I didn't even think about it, because there, there's a lot. There's um, 
the ending kind of ends with narration, Matthew Broderick's narrating something, and I was listening to him and going, I was like agreeing with him, but then I realized there's subtext, and I realized that there's actually, I don't want to spoil it, but. Please don't. Yeah. But it's great. The ending's good. Good. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to buy it on a Criterion awesome. soon and rewatch it because I can't wait to. I rated this as 9 out of 10 last night. I bumped it back down to 9 mm. today. Mm. Um, I saw it. Yeah, it was just the excitement of going, damn, oh, that was yeah. good. But I, I changed it today. I understand that. Uh, when I rewatch it, I might actually bump it up because that's what happened with Wolf of Wall Street. I watched it and I said that was amazing and I had it at 5 stars and then like a week later I changed it to 9 out of 10 and then I rewatched it and then mm. I have it at 5 stars. Wow. And now it's a solid 5 stars and that will never change. Yeah. And that's what you find out that all of them are actually all of the actors. Landy also just all the actors and Martin Scorsese are all child rapists. Would you change your rating? Um, you mean every single person involved yeah. in the production, like even like even the even the sound operator, <laughs> the grip? That would be yeah. I mean that'd be pretty, every, pretty crazy. Every person involved in it was a registered sex offender. That'd would be you? Crazy. No, it it's doesn't change know. the quality of the film. It's like Bill Cosby yeah, is it wouldn't still funny, I just, even though he is a total... I just put it in and say, fun fact, everybody, literally every single <laughs> person involved in the movie is a registered <laughs> sex offender. <laughs> wow, that would be a f- uh, fun comment to write. It's like, it's like not watching... It's not, it's like not liking or watching any Miramax film because Harvey Weinstein raped some people, mm-hmm. which is terrible. And awfully, mm-hmm. he's a terrible person, but his films, are, the true. ones that he produced, are really good. A lot of them. It's too bad films. he's rotting in prison for the rest of his life, and That's he also has thing. coronavirus. Oh, he does? That's great. Yeah. We like that. <laughs> too bad. Poor Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, that's yeah, that's all I watched first. this week. All right, check well, out Election. It was awesome. The second, the second, I watched, um, I watched The Sting and The Cowboys as well. Mm. The Sting is a movie I watched because. Uh, it's one of the best picture winners. I now only have three best picture winners left. What are they? You're welcome. Oliver, The Greatest Show on Earth, and English Patient. And oh. fun fact, Luke wow. Nassif gave this movie to me. Uh, well, lended it to me. Oh, and I will now be giving it back to him on his way out. Um, I didn't get to watch it, though. It's That's fantastic. Okay. You That's okay. It. I'll check it out some you other can, time. You, can, you guys can, like, you can watch the Blu-ray. I'll let you keep it for a little longer. No, I probably won't get around to it. Well, fuck you. Sorry. I'm, oh, I'm, my God. I can't I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching all the cut cri- that out. All, all the criterions this week. Not only mine, but all, all of Zach's. Except for Seven Samurai. I'm That's sorry, my plan for the week. Don't know if I'll go through with it. I say a lot of things and then don't do a lot of things. But I yeah, might. Like you say you'll uh, watch the rec- movie recommendations for the week and then... Well, I watched some it. of it. I'll finish it today, but... You better watch my recommendations You're supposed to watch week. the whole I thing. will. I thought the first half of it grew was amazing. It was great. Can't wait to see how it ends. <laughs> Anyways, watch this thing. I thought this movie was just an ama- uh, not even amazing, a masterpiece. You know, mm. it's a it's a it won Best Picture. Obviously, it won seven Academy Awards. It's I feel like it's just a very uh, entertainment focused movie. It's just uh, it just feels very uh, just action packed. Not it's not action. It's crime, but it feels filled to the brim with just. Um, awesome sort of like heist types it's not a heist I don't know how to describe it it's filled with con filled with yeah con filled a lot filled with just really fun and entertaining uh, really fun and entertaining con the whole movie is about just these two guys and and their group of like like friends uh, trying to uh, con this rich guy out of $500,000 and it's just really entertaining throughout I think 
there's not a single point throughout the movie where it's like it slows down it's just always perfectly paced something's always happening something always has a purpose like there was any scene where it's like okay this is just like exposition everything felt like it was there everything I everything was either building the characters up that really I think uh, Robert Redford was just a really good character and Paul Newman was a was this great like sort of wiser wiser guy who sort of taught Robert Redford uh, the the rules of the game and it was just a good character dynamic and I um, and I just thought it was filled with just so many awesome stuff that's just like oh that's that's awesome uh, I can't uh, as Luke said, I spoil too much, so I won't spoil anything. No. I apologize for spoiling the end of the Boy with the Stripe. <laughs> but uh, well, I for one love Newman's own ranch dressing, so I know I love this, <laughs> this thing. Mm. Oil and vinegar, balsamic mm. 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 vinaigrette. Mm. Never had any of those. Uh, I hate jarred pasta sauce, but Newman's own. Not bad. Skylander Boy and Girl are a fan of Newman's own pasta Paul sauce. Newman is also my favorite actor of all time, so maybe I'm just biased. Oh, yeah? Well, mine yeah. is Brian Cranston. Ah, he's a great actor. Oh, yeah? Well, mine is Kevin Spade. Spade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, J- Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, favorite funny. actor, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, anyways, <laughs> this is just an amazing film. It also feels like I'm a big fan, as you know, of classic movies, and it also has a very classic-y feel. Mm-hmm. I've also been getting into classic fashion, just watching videos about it, and this has a lot of mm. good, nice suits in it. Very fun to look at, and uh, there's, there's they play they play that the classic uh, song we all know called the Entertainer. It goes. Throughout the whole thing, and here's a very like classic feel about it. They do like a little story page turns. It's very, very quaint, interesting. I, I'm kind of surprised at this one best picture, not because it's like not like a really good film, but because like it doesn't feel like a doesn't feel like the traditional like big like like drama that would usually mm. win. It feel, yeah. it's very it's very Fun. a lot more like just like lax. La- yeah. Yeah. It's it's like well done but in a way that everyone can like it and not just the mm. pretentious well, people. You know. <laughs> Green Book won Green best Book. picture, so it doesn't really mean much. That <laughs> uh so yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about it really. I give it four and a half stars. Wow. And then what anyone else? Sounds like you what really watched it. Uh, what did you watch in the second, Luke? Second I watched uh, two movies. We'll start with Howl's Moving Castle. I'm just steaming ahead on the Ghibli films. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle was another 9 out of 10. Studio Ghibli really knocked it out of the park. Um, I thought it was just fantastic. Oh, knocking it, like, right. Knocking it right, yeah. It's, like, to the warning track, but not mm. quite hitting the home run. I don't know. I, I think it was. I thought it was fantastic. Really good story. It actually got to my number two spot on my ranking list, right behind Kiki's Delivery Service. It actually t- it overtook uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Um, this one's about a young woman who is cursed uh, to become an old woman by a witch, and she joins joins with Hal, uh, who is a very feared um, wizard, I guess, to uh, uh, go on a little adventure. I don't really know uh, how to describe that, but there it's in a walking castle. That's why it's Hal's moving castle because it's mm. like the castle the, moves. The anthropomorphic legs. Yeah, I I will say for the. This film, it was two hours long. It was one of the longer Ghibli films, but it is one of the best-paced films I've ever watched in my life. Um, wow. I got 40 minutes in, I moved my mouse once, and I was like, wow. It, it seriously felt like it had been 10, 20 minutes. It was that well-paced. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Um, to- a total breeze. 
I fell in love with the characters. Um, I, th- I think his, his characters are very dynamic. I think that's something that a lot of Disney movies struggle with. Not, pi- not, not necessarily Pixar, but Disney uh, animation. I also watched Tangled on the same day, and the, and the contrast is stark. Like, t- Tangled... Like, I'm going to talk about Tangled 2 at the same time. I gave it a 6 out of 10. The, the characters are just so basic. It, it seems like in the old Disney, Disney classics, you'd be like, you know, the damsel in distress, she can't do anything for herself. She's friends with animals, and she sings. And the, the prince has no character at all, and he's just there to save her. New Disney, we're talking like Moana and Tangled, that kind of era, mm-hmm. Frozen. Um, the guy's a complete doofus, and just out to get some... Um, female um attention but he's charming but though. he's but he's like he's not charming though he's like meant to be a joke he's trying flynn. to be charming um you're talking about flynn i'm talking about flynn flynn's and, charming uh, are you kidding I mean, me but it's played off are as a joke the entire movie and same thing with like i haven't and, seen it since it was in theaters oh, so well know. same thing with moana the um the rock is just kind of you know, a jerk, but he thinks that he's charming in the best. I Same thing. I, I think. I think. And then the and then the female lead is now instead of being a damsel in distress, can do everything, and they're basically perfect except for Moana. I loved in Moana how she wasn't entirely perfect. She had some low points, but the point is, now it's like they can do everything themselves, and nobody's dynamic anymore. She's a Nobody, Mary Sue. She's a Mary Sue. Nobody can. Nobody can have like dynamic characters where they're not perfect. They they actually have unique. Uh, Flaws, unique, and just unique characters. That's what Ghibli does so well. House Moving Castle is fantastic. Every every character had so many layers to it, and and um, I, I think it's just a very stark contrast in quality. Um, Tangled was fine. They're just the characters suck. I don't like the them at uh, all. lantern scenes. Lantern scene was very good though. Fire. Very good. That that was that was visually literally, stunning. Literally fire. Literally, literally fire. Flame. <laughs> Straight yeah. flame. Yeah, and I thought I thought. I th- uh, very interesting, very interesting contrast. But that's it for the second. Exactly. Do you want to play footsies under the table while Luke doesn't realize that we're playing footsies I under see the table? Right. Your no, feet are extremely moist. Oh, also, since this is my last Ghibli film oh, yeah. of the week, I just wanted to mention that I love the um, anime style, the the 2D animation. Is 2D? I don't know. There's like yeah. it's yeah you know, There's 3D uh, elements to it, I guess. Ouch. Probably like a couple of. See, there's C- well, there's, 3D is just basically well, CGI. There's CG, CG. Yeah, there's some CG elements to to the new the new ones, but I, I love the style. I think I think what stands out the most is how expressive and lively everything is because I think when you're like especially Disney and Pixar, I love them, but they're going in the more realistic style. Everything mm-hmm. has to be photoreal now, like The Lion King. It's, terrible yeah, exactly. it, it's it's there's no life to it i think with ghibli there's though no style there's no style no their voice their landscapes are incredible mm. when when people sweat they're like beads and beads of sweat coming down when they smile like everything is super expressive and still yet just as stunning even if it's not photo real it's it's very detailed yeah that's still the, that's the whole appeal of animation is that you can yeah. express emotions right. through the visuals easier right. than you can with a, just a real world but if the, you go f- towards photorealistic then you might as well just it's, make it there's no point yeah cgi uh live action movie yeah um so i think i think i think i've fallen in love with that animation style and i actually think i prefer it i miss mm-hmm. 2d animation i, I said the 2D same animation's awesome i said the same thing in my and why mickey's once upon a christmas is terrible and should be removed from the mickey's upon a christmas extended universe promptly video mickey's twice upon a christmas mickey's twice upon a christmas oh did i well i'm i meant mickey's twice upon a christmas also terrible. because it looks like that the images aren't even fully rendered in <laughs> mickey's twice upon a christmas yeah 
Alright, is that all you have to say? That's all I have to say for the did second. Did you watch anything on the second? I watched Election. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> 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 you get doing it, Zach. <sighs> you have anything on the Finally, I watched The Cowboys. This movie was recommended to me by Bryce Allen. I asked him about five months ago if he had any good movies he'd like to recommend to me, and he said Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and The Cowboys. I've already seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, so I just put The Cowboys. I can see why Bryce likes this movie. Yeah. It's, a, it's, all, it's all about... Uh, Bryce is, of course, uh, as we all know, a big uh, fan of the being a... a uh, out in the wild west, I don't know. How, how he's to, a real cowboy. He's like, a really. He's a real cowboy. He goes on horses. He FaceTimed me from he, his horse. The he, other d- day. he does. Has he seen the good, the bad, and the ugly? I don't know. I doubt it. That's so good. He does. He does Instagram photos of him on his horse, and he says, "Here's my horse." You know, I'm allergic to horses, so yeah. I couldn't ride one even if oh, I wanted to. Uh, but yeah, this movie is about a uh, John Wayne, famous cowboy, famous western actor who. Needs the needs a bunch of people to uh, herd the cattle 400 miles across the wild west, and um, he takes uh, all all of his normal guys are uh, busy painting for gold because there's a big gold rush or everyone thinks there is, and so they all leave and and so he says ah oh, I can't what am I gonna do I can't go a year without my money I gotta get these 400 miles across the wild west, and so eventually his friend goes why don't you try and hire a bunch of small children to do it for you and so he he tries to and he goes to a school and he and he says hey who want who here wants to be a cowboy oh my god it's 102 now gosh oh god lord worse and worse anyways basically long story short eventually john wayne is is herding cattle with a bunch of these cowboys uh, who are also children so that's why i say bryce would like it because Mm -hmm. He's he's also he's sixteen. There's a the the oldest guy here in the movie is fifteen. Wow, wow. And it's all about Bryce also uh, cattle. It's all about uh, uh, these young yeah just young kids uh, exploring the wild west and like growing up, basically them like gaining their manhood through this experience and uh, and you know there's a there's a villain. It's it's a um, pretty uh, pretty you know I guess Standard. like standard and it's not like a it's not like a masterpiece like nobody really talks about this movie i think only two thousand people have seen it but i think this is a this is just like sort of like a a good western like not like stagecoach or the good bad ugly it's just like what what maybe might be like that's a good western that's an example of a good western so i think i think that's basically what it best western i liked it a lot like the hotel (laughs) that'd be the good bad yeah well I, i gave it three stars I thought the I thought I think I think the biggest thing is obviously John Wayne is a great actor and he's very uh, you know he's very just a cool guy very commanding oh. masculine. I don't think presence. I've ever seen him in anything. Yeah. Yeah, you have. No. He hasn't. Really? Wow, that's surprising. What would I have seen him in? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Stagecoach. Haven't you haven't seen Stagecoach? Nope. Maybe The Searchers. I haven't seen it. Mm. Well, those are probably his two most famous movies. So. Well, I haven't seen either of them. Yeah. Are we counting today, the third? Because I saw two movies yes. today. Okay. May I go? Yes. Okay. First one I watched today at you know two in the morning was Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I liked that. Batman that, Begins. At two in the morning, I said it said, Kira Lee liked your review of Batman Begins, and then it said Kira Lee liked your review the of thing. The Dark Knight, and then it said Luke Nassif liked your review of Batman Begins, and I said I bet Kira and I Luke just watched Batman Begins. I said really? I bet they just watched Batman. We Begins did the just Dark watch Night. Batman Begins. We didn't see The Dark Knight. 
mm-hmm. last night. Um, I've seen Batman Begins before many times. It was it was great. I loved it. Um, I didn't think it was like masterpieceness territory. I know Zach's gonna kill me but, right now. But Luke, what about the part when he says, uh, "I'm not gonna kill you, but, but I don't I have to save you." That was cool. <laughs> It was a great moment. No, I I think I think um, I think this film suffers from Dark Knight comparison. Mm-hmm. It's this just my, not as good. Just, I don't think it's as good as a Dark Knight. My dad, this is my dad's favorite true. Really? superhero movie. Really, it's. I didn't think it was there for me. I, I, I didn't really have many problems with it. It just is a little lacking. I felt in a few places. I don't know what. I I don't know exactly what my problems were. I thought mm-hmm. I didn't think Ra's al Ghul was as threatening of a villain uh, as he could have been. I guess. Sure. I thought I thought the the whole scare gas plot wasn't that compelling. It was really the characters where. Mm-hmm. That I liked so much, so I gave it an eight out of ten. I really like Batman Begins. But Batman's cool, and he has batarangs and tumbler. It's really cool, and he's awesome. And he has. He is cape. very cool. That's why that's the bad the, the bad buttery is really and Hans ten. Zimmer. I I not I was rocking out to Hans Zimmer last night at the end credits. Um, I think I used to have it at eight out of ten, and then I rewatched it and I moved it to nine. Mm. Yeah, I, I, would, love, I probably would have had it at a nine before, but I and I still haven't eight. seen Dark Knight Rises since it came out in theaters. I oh, really? watched that. Wow. Yeah, you should really. Watch I heard it's not very good. It is. Good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's not like amazing i love the ending of the dark knight when they says when he says our he's not he's <laughs> he says our, the masked crusader the silent fighter the dark knight and then it goes those aren't the exact lines Shout no out to Hans Zimmer is yeah. great I love that line I get um, chills every time I have one more film should I should I go or should you go I don't have any other films you have a third uh, um, I watched um, half of Ikiru film I watched uh, right before I came here was Heat I finished mm-hmm. well, I, it took me like three days to watch it for some reason Heat was fan flipping really fantastic it was really long it, was, well, it wasn't really long. long it was three hours long it's not like the like that long and it didn't it didn't feel that long either it was really really well done um Al Pacino and Robert De Niro for the second time on screen together. First time they were interacting, but the first time that they were in a film together was The Godfather Part Two. On they were technically on screen together because there was a match cut where um, Al Pacino <laughs> was on the left side of the screen and Robert De Niro was on the right side because you know they do like the flashbacks and there's a match cut where they were on. I don't know. On I the same on the same screen. Kevin hasn't seen the. Kevin hasn't seen the. Oh my too. god. Anyway, um, so technically the second time, but this is like the first time they were really in a movie together. I have Pacino. seen The Godfather Part 1, though. I, ha- I have seen The Godfather Part 1. I have, too. But I have not seen The Godfather Part 2, and I have not seen The Godfather th- 3. I have not seen The Godfather no. Part 3. I haven't seen The Godfather Part 3, either. I don't want to, but I will. Um, I don't know. I, this is a, it's just a really great film. Um, it, w- it, was, it wasn't exactly what I would have expected. I would expect a little bit more, you know, like, heists and... and fun Robert De Niro being a bad guy stuff, but it was really more of a character-driven uh, story, which obviously we love that. Kevin, stop! I'm so sorry. It's just that I like playing with my straw. Man, oh man. I don't like playing, playing with, with your, your straw. straw somewhere else. <laughs> Not in front of us, Kevin. Anyway, um, I, I, uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were totally great in this film. It, it really follows them separately for, for about like half the movie. Most of the movie, they're separate, and there's that one very famous scene where they meet for the first time on screen, and it's awesome. I'm not aware about of that About an hour scene. and a half in the movie. Oh, sorry. And then for, they're, they're really not together most of the movie, and the director knows that you're just anticipating that, and so he really builds it up to be epic. And they're, the, the, they don't share much screen time, but what they do share is absolutely fantastic. His love. Everybody was great. Um, Heat was 
very, very good, and I think it deserves all the hype that it's gotten. It's a 9 out of 10 for me, and that is all that I watched this week. That's wow. all I watched. Fun fact about Heat is the that's the movie that Hank tried to watch with Walter Jr. Uh, oh, really? When, when Skylar had them over at, at Hank's because she oh. was afraid for her life. And he said, hey, I just picked up a Blu-ray of Heat. You want to watch it later? And he goes, um, no. He goes, um, no. Hmm. Not really. That. Have you seen my impression of Walter Jr. pouring tapatia on a burrito? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny. You should do it. Do right it. now. Okay. It's not as funny without tapatio. Oh. oh, well, we can do it later. Okay. Uh, is that it? Uh, should I get my recommendation now? Yeah, sure. Me... My recommendation of the week is a film neither of you have seen, which is, I guess, how it should be, right? Um, add it to my watch Kevin, list it's already in your watch list, actually, but not in your watch how list. How do you know that? Because I've checked. Oh. Um, I have a big watch list. My it's like a thousand films, isn't it? It's 890. Right oh, okay. My recommendation of the week that you must watch is Cinema Paradiso. Oh, that's a oh. good... I actually was going to rent that yesterday. Oh, you should you should rent it. You don't, you don't have to rent it. It's streaming uh, somewhere. I really want to watch that. Uh, a lot of my see. friends have... Cinema Paradiso is streaming on HBO Max, actually, so you can watch that. Um, It is absolutely a fantastic film. I'm very excited for you to watch it. it. A great Italian film. Um, It's on the Letterboxd Top 250. It's actually, I think it's number number 89, I want to say. So that's impressive. Uh, I think I know why people love it so much. It's a a celebration of love, friendship, and cinema. Um, So obviously it strikes a chord with a lot of Letterboxd people. Uh, I thought thought it was just a wonderful film. Great, great chi- uh, child performance as well. Mm-hmm. Much like um, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Much like Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Um, I think I think it is interesting though to judge performance performances of foreign films. So I don't really know what their inflection or line delivery is, That's but mm-hmm. still, I thought he was excellent in terms of his physical acting. Um, yeah, really, really great film. I think you guys would love it. Hmm. Well, well I'll sure watch, watch it. it. Maybe we could watch it together, Kevin. Maybe we can. That'd be great. Nice brother First, I have bonding. to finish Ikiru, though. Ikiru. And then we have to watch James Bond, because those are due. And then I have to watch River Runs Red and also The Darjeeling Limited, because those are also due oh, at yes. the library. I have, I have yet to see Wes Anderson films. seen one. It's so You've sad. only seen one? I've only seen one. Wow. So I know. It's, it's, I think I've seen five. I saw Mr. Fox. That was a Every single Wes Anderson film <laughs> I've seen, I've rated it at a four out of ten. Really? I mean, Every an eight one? out of ten, I mean. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. They all are very. I have my ranking of them, but they are all a four. Out I give. I give five. Mr. Fox a nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen that one. Oh, you'd like it. Have you seen the Grand Budapest Hotel? I have. I th- I'm so excited to watch that movie. Did you like it? Yes, I did. I, 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 I give it an eight out of ten. <laughs> I also gave Bottle Rocket an eight out of ten. I saw the Bottle Rocket short. Bottle Rocket's great. That's my. That's my favorite Wes Anderson film, actually. Really? Everyone is just like his least favorite. Huh. But that's I like it the most. Oh, also, quick note on Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Jackie Brown. No. You haven't seen Jackie Brown? I have not seen Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is like the least Tarantino Tarantino I've film. Heard. He, I've heard he, that. Yeah. And I, and I thought for a while it was Inglorious Bastards, but Jackie Brown did not feel like it was directed by him at all, which is not a bad thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love his style, but, you know, it can get a little, a little old. This one, you know, doesn't end in a big shootout, so that's nice. Oh, wow. So, anyway, that's it. I'm, I'm done. Well, I'm picking my nails with my phone case. Luke. Continue. Zach? At this point, I would like to present you Kevin. with a magnificent gift basket. Go along with it. Pretend we offer Oh, my basket. gosh. Zach! Oh, my God. Scott. As you can see, we have about 800 Criterion Blu-rays. In you can see, <laughs> we also got you one uh, Hershey's, 
Hershey's uh, Hershey's bar along with your 800 Thank you. I appreciate bag that of very much. Orville Redenbacher popcorn. I'll just bring this over to you. <laughs> Man, oh, that's so big. heavy. Wow. So that's for you, Luke. Thank you. You can take it home. <laughs> Open nice. it up there. Enjoy all 800 yeah, of those criteria yeah. discs. Thank you very much. And the popcorn. Everybody on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We got you enough popcorn to last you 800 movies. Oh, yep. thank you. I appreciate As it. And see. one Hershey's bar. And, and one, one Hershey's, Hershey's bar. bar. You can melt it over the popcorn. Yeah. Uh, well, 800 times. I guess that'll just wrap up this episode of Our Week in Film. Uh, much more uh, politically I correct. I guess it just will. Mm, yes. Uh, less offensive. I'm sorry for the explicit language. Uh, we'll just have to uh, mark this one as explicit, I guess. I guess. Because um, I say the F word once. Twice. Yeah, that would constitute being explicit. Dang it. Well, anyways, I've been Zach. I've been Luke. I've been Eruptor. And as we always say... Keep your friends close. No, you have to let Zach say that part. No! He's the only one that says the part. Sorry. And then we all come in at the same time. And as we always say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> <laughs>